This is Tales of the Hydraulic Brotherhood. My name is Lloyd Carter, and I'm a former reporter in Central California turned attorney who has been following Western water issues for more than 30 years. And even though you may not be a Californian, if you are an American taxpayer, you will be interested in what I have to say. Every few years, American newspapers trumpet front-page stories about how federal farm subsidies are lining the pockets of big, rich growers while driving small family farmers off the land. Politicians posture, think tanks point out the colossal waste of tax dollars, the Farm Bureau attacks the media for distortion, and the public collectively shakes its head and returns to more interesting subjects like O.J., Michael Jackson, the latest missing bride, or people eating worms so they can be 15-second celebrities. Meanwhile, the big growers deposit the checks, and life goes back to normal. A good example of the farm subsidy merry-go-round is right here in California in the Westlands Water District, the nation's capital for farm subsidies. And I should point out that there is a certain zip code in the city of Fresno, northern part of town where all the wealthy homes uh, are, all the expensive homes. And that zip code, 93711, gets more farm subsidy money than any other zip code in America. Not surprisingly, uh, what they call farms out here in Central California, the farmer doesn't live on his farm. He's an agribusinessman. He lives in a big house in the city, and he had hired hands and immigrant farm workers who actually work on his farm. Nobody lives on the farm. I want to talk a little bit today about a uh, report from the Environmental Working Group, otherwise known as EWG. They have a website, www.ewg.org, and I want to talk about the Central Valley Project. This is the great federal irrigation program in the combined San Joaquin and Sacramento Valleys of Central California that began in the 1930s with construction of dams and canals and electric uh, pumping plants to pump this water from Northern California through the Bay Delta Estuary and up into the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, And the Environmental Working Group points out that in the year 2002 alone, which is the latest year for which figures were available, farmers within the Central Valley Project were the recipients of half a billion dollars in crop and water subsidies in the year 2002 alone. The EWG report said that during 2002, many farmers were double-dipping, which means they were using subsidized water to grow subsidized crops, the most egregious example being cotton. And some farmers were even triple-dipping, which is taking water subsidies and two or more crop subsidies. Of course, the water and crop subsidies are only the beginning of the gravy train for California agriculture. In addition to crop and water subsidies, uh, growers get uh, breaks under a state law that allows them to pay less property taxes than other folks. And they also have their energy costs for pumping that water uphill into the western San Joaquin Valley subsidized by the taxpayers. So it's a Christmas tree 
of benefits, public taxpayer money going to corporate farms. Uh, and as you'll see in a moment here, if we're helping the small family farmer, that's one thing, but all too often we're helping giant corporation farmers. Now, farm subsidies were in the news here recently with the Democratic bill in the House in which uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi dangled billions of dollars of uh, special interest pork to get farm state congressmen and congresswomen to sign on to the bill to to set a timetable for withdrawal from Iraq. If you'll notice, that bill had many, many subsidies for farm states, and so the gravy train for agricultural subsidies continues. But I want to uh, return to the Westlands Water District, which is the biggest federal irrigation district in America, and by far the largest single recipient of Central Valley Project water. As I said before, the CVP, or the Central Valley Project, was the great irrigation system that was built by the federal taxpayers in the 1930s, 40s, 1950s, and 1960s. The farms and the water districts, the irrigation districts that receive all of this Northern California water were supposed to repay the construction costs of building this massive system of reservoirs, dams, canals, and power lines within 40 years of the start of the project in the 1930s and 1940s. Here we are in 2007, and they've actually only paid back 13% of the $3.6 billion tab for the Central Valley Project construction costs. So not only do we continue to subsidize them to the tune of billions of dollars annually, that is, farmers in the western United States, but they also are not paying back the cost of the project that we built for them. So who are the big winners in California's farm subsidy programs? Well, cotton growers in the San Joaquin Valley and rice growers in the Sacramento Valley. Roughly one-third of the subsidized irrigation water, the CVP, delivered in 2000 went to grow crops eligible for subsidies. Cotton and rice growers received one-fourth of the irrigation water and 92% of the crop subsidies. 92% go just to the cotton and the rice farmers. And, of course, cotton is a crop with has very few growers in the western San Joaquin Valley, only a few hundred probably, led by the cotton king, J.G. Boswell, who's a billionaire, the world's largest cotton farmer, and he has 200,000 acres of cotton land in the southern San Joaquin Valley, so he's the kingpin. Let me give you some uh, specific uh, statistics here. Westlands of course, is by far the largest recipient of Central Valley Project. They have a con annual contract for one million acre-feet of water, which they don't always get, but it is still far and away the largest water contract of any of the contracts within the Central Valley Project system. Now, let me give you an example of one farmer, Jack Wolf. He has an operation called Wolf Enterprises, it's headquartered in western Fresno County. Of course, he doesn't live on his farm either. He lives in the city. His farm uses its subsidized water to grow thousands of acres of tomatoes, cottons, almond, garlic, and pistachios. According to the Environmental Working Group study, which, by the way, you can all check out at their website, 
www.ewg.org for this report. They noted that the Wolf Enterprises farm used a staggering 29,000 acre-feet of water in 2002, 50% more water than any other single farm in the Central Valley Project, which stretches for hundreds of miles from Redding, California in the north to Bakersfield, California in the south. The Wolf Farm used enough water to fill more than 37,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools, and it was more water than used by 70 other water districts within the Central Valley Project. Now, he bought that water for, at the most, about $700,000, and the actual market value of that water is uh, over $4 million. So he's buying his water at less than 25% of value. Now, predictably, the Westlands uh, reacted to this environmental working group report by claiming that the uh, uh, environmentalists in California think that uh, they like to attack the corporate farmers and that, in fact, the Westlands growers are simply family farmers just like anywhere else in the U.S. They go out and work on these farms and they employ a lot of people. Uh, defenders claim that they like to use agribusiness for whipping boys. Are they correct? Well, the reality is that the big corporate farms are continuing to grow in size and the number of small family farmers is continuing to shrink. Large family farms with sales from a quarter of a million to a half a million dollars a year make up 5% of U.S. farms, but they produce 15% of the total farm output on less than 10% of the farmland. Very large farms, which are sales of half a million dollars a year or more, make up only 3% of farms, but they produce about 35% of total um, uh, farming output in America on just 10% of the land. So it is the mega farms who are the worst abusers of the subsidy system and who continue to use that to both enlarge themselves and drive the small public farmer, I mean the small family farmer, off public lands. Now, it's not just the environmentalists that are criticizing the farm subsidy system and the water subsidy system. It's also conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation and Cato Institute, conservative think tanks in Washington that both have websites criticizing the farm subsidy system. The Heritage Foundation points out that among family farmers receiving farm subsidies, we have such uh, little guys as David Rockefeller, the former chairman of Chase Manhattan and grandson of oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller, who received 99 times more subsidies than the median farmer. Other celebrity subsidy farmers include NBA star Scottie Pippen, Ted Turner, Kenneth Lay, the late Kenneth Lay, ousted Enron CEO and multimillionaire. He was raking in the farm subsidies. According to an article by Heritage Foundation President Edward Fulner, two-thirds of all farm subsidies now go to 10% of farms, most of which have annual household incomes greater than $130,000. Fulner it wanted to, Congress could assure every farmer a decent income for a mere $4 billion a year. 
Instead, lawmakers use subsidies to reward big ag in just a few commodities. And, of course, the annual subsidy uh, rate for all of agriculture now is over $20 billion a year. The farm bill that was passed in 2002 will cost the American taxpayers $180 billion over the next 10 years. So what we have is a system where the big get bigger and the small get smaller. As California is one of California's largest industry, agriculture's fate depends on the cost and supply of irrigation water. Our governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, was in Fresno this week pushing for more dams on behalf of the California agriculture industry. Now, the reality, of course, is that we continue to grow uh, subsidized crops with subsidized water, which many critics think is totally insane. And I happen to be one of those people that think it makes no sense to uh, continue to grow crops that actually cost more to produce than the value generated, and that the difference then is made up by the American taxpayers you listeners out there. So if you're upset about this, investigate. Go to www.ewg.org and look at the report I was discussing. You've been listening to Lloyd Carter, Tales of the Hydraulic Brotherhood, about abuse, waste, and fraud in Western water. Thanks for listening.